Summer, the best time of year, usually doesn't come with a great deal. Soaring temperatures come with soaring prices. But what if there's another way? With IKEA, your summer plans can last longer than two weeks of vacation and be more affordable. Here, everyone can have lounge chair access, no reservations needed. From affordable outdoor furniture to stylish accessories, we have all the essentials you need to soak up summer in style, no matter the size of your space. Start planning a better summer with IKEA. It's your outdoor dreams inside your budget. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes has arrived in IMAX. This summer, one movie event will reign. It is our time. I stole my village. I know where they're taking your clan. Bend for your king. Never. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Now playing only in theaters. Rated PG-13. Some material may be inappropriate for children under 13. Through 25 seasons. 4,561 episodes. I believe The Oprah Winfrey Show was one of the greatest classrooms in the world. I really never thought of it that way. The aha moments, the breakthroughs, the LOLs, the connections, the occasional ugly cry. I miss him so terribly. I miss him every single minute. The moments that mattered. The eye-opening life lessons. Never allow them to take you somewhere else. I'm bringing them back. It's time to open the vault. I've personally chosen these classic episodes to share with you again. Every single person you ever will meet shares that common desire. They want to know, do you see me? Do you hear me? Does what I say mean anything to you? You are listening to The Oprah Winfrey Show, the podcast. Here's a question. Are you normal? Have you ever wondered if the things you do in private are normal? Like, is it normal to talk to your dog like they're a person? (laughs) I think that is very normal. (laughs) I really do. Okay. Have you ever lied about your weight on your driver's license? Absolutely. (laughs) How about this? Have you ever hidden a food wrapper in the garbage so people don't know what you ate? You've done that? So how do we all measure up with each other? This is going to be a fun show. We're asking the question, are you normal? Everybody in our studio, including me, has a voting device. Uh, Your answers are all totally anonymous. So you can relax and just tell the truth. So let's start with a very personal question about sex. And you guys play at home, okay? (laughs) Here we go. How often do you have sex? Press one if you have sex at least once a week. Two if it's about once a month. Three if it's every single day. (laughs) Four if it's been a while. Be honest, because we want to know if we are normal, okay? You got it? One, two, three, or four. You go. Okay. (laughs) Well, this is interesting. 37% have been at least once a week, okay? About once a month, 19%. Every single day, 2%. Please. (laughs) 
The people who press three, please raise your hand. <laughs> no, I should add a question. Who had sex just before coming here? Anybody want to raise their hands for that? You did? You actually did? I did. <laughs> like, just before coming here? Well, I was so excited to come here, I barely slept. So <laughs> technically, yeah. <laughs> One o'clock. One o'clock. <laughs> Very good for you. Thank you. Okay, here's what the experts say. 27% of all couples have sex two to three times a week. Re you're like, really? <laughs> okay, how about this one? Have you ever faked it? No, it should be who hasn't faked it. But, uh, okay. Have you ever faked it? Press one for yes, two for no. Yes. We are so normal! Okay, a recent study says 70%. Oh, we're leading that. 70% of women have faked it, and 34% of men. I know, how does that happen? I could do a demo, but I don't want it on YouTube. Summer, the best time of year, usually doesn't come with a great deal. Soaring temperatures come with soaring prices. But what if there's another way? With IKEA, your summer plans can last longer than two weeks of vacation and be more affordable. Here, everyone can have lounge chair access, no reservations needed. From affordable outdoor furniture to stylish accessories, we have all the essentials you need to soak up summer in style, no matter the size of your space. Start planning a better summer with IKEA. It's your outdoor dreams inside your budget. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes has arrived in IMAX. This summer, one movie event will reign. It is our time. I stole my village. I know where they're taking your clan. Bend for your king. Never. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Now playing only in theaters. Rated PG-13. Some material may be inappropriate for children under 13. Okay, to help us understand what's normal and what's not, we called on the man who tells it like it is every day. Dr. Phil joins us from his studio in Hollywood. Hi, Phil. Hey. How are you? Good to see you, Oprah. Good to see you, too. So what's a good number for a healthy sex life, do you think? Well, look, there's no right or wrong number. There, there really isn't. What you have to do is negotiate what works for both of you. And negotiate doesn't mean whining, begging, uh, pouting or guilt-inducing your partner, but you've got to negotiate this to figure out what works for both of you. Now, and whatever the number is, if both of you are happy with that number, then that's what's normal for you, right? Well, that's right, but Oprah, here's the real key to increasing it. Research says that the average time between when a man thinks, aha, it's time to have sex, and when he is finished is two and a half minutes. <laughs> Okay? For women, it's 14 minutes. So that means the guy's got to figure out something to do for 10 or 12 minutes in there, or it's not going to be working out very well for her, and then you're not going to be able to find her with both hands. That's right. That's right. Stacy and Mark from Indiana are here, 
and they're on national television to confess uh, a, a, a secret, a marital secret that they've been keeping for eight years. Stacy and Mark, what is it? Well, we've, we've been happily married for a little over nine years, uh -huh. but we've been sleeping in separate beds for eight of those years. Wow. <laughs> That's your bedroom. Yeah, that's, that's my Stacey's bedroom. bedroom. That's my bedroom. Okay, and let's see where your Mark's that's bedroom. Mark's bedroom. Oh. <laughs> and are they at least near each other? No. They're not even near Separate each other. Separate floors. Separate floors. <laughs> Separate floors. And you're saying you're happily married? Very yes, happily married. Very. Do you have children? Two, Two children. Eight and seven. Yeah, She's and almost seven. What do they think of you sleeping in separate bedrooms? It's actually all they've ever known, so they really don't know that there's another way to live. Do you tell them not to tell other people? <laughs> yeah. Well, like, if they have their, their friends come over, they often give them a tour, or the babysitter, I don't want them to know. You don't want the babysitter? I don't want the babysitter, no, because she's a neighbor, and she might tell her mom. And, well, she, know. everybody. <laughs> <laughs> right now, she's saying, I always knew. <laughs> OK, so. It, but that's why we, we wanted to know if that's normal, because there's often a stigma attached to it when we we just now told our parents, and his mom right away said, is everything okay? And for us, it works so well that we were wondering maybe other people feel the same way. We so what do you think, it. audience? Is it normal for couples to sleep in separate bedrooms? Are, are you all voting? Oh, yeah, I'm voting. <laughs> Let's see the results. And the results, 83% wow. say it ain't normal. Right. <laughs> okay, uh, Dr. Phil, you know a recent study by the National uh, uh, Sleep Foundation said one in four, which is shocking to me, one in four American couples are sleeping in separate beds. It's even predicted that by the year 2015, which is just, you know, five years from now, really almost four, 60% of custom-built homes will have two master suites. So you're more normal than I thought you were. <laughs> but, but Dr. Phil, what do you say about this, uh, Stacy and Mark? Well First off, since Stacy's one doing the talking about it, Stacy, why did you start doing this? Um, it started during pregnancy. When I was first pregnant, I just was so uncomfortable and just needed a lot of room. So I started sleeping upstairs. And then after that, I just found that getting a good night's sleep made me such a better person during the day because I wasn't short or snappy. And I, would, I was just a more pleasant person. And so it made us be uh, and better in the relationship. Well, so, and you're saying it works for you. Mark, are you okay with it? Yeah, I really am. I mean, she needs a lot more sleep than I do. She likes the room real hot. She likes a lot of covers. I don't like any covers. I like the room cold. So when you factor all those things in, it doesn't work for us. <laughs> okay. okay, okay. Doesn't right. work for him. Listen, okay. Okay, here's the thing. My concern about if it works for you, or at least it seems to work for you, then I suppose that there's an argument to be made for it. But my concern is what you're missing. Because when you go to bed at night and you're able to comfort each other and you're cuddling and, and you're together, then I think that's a really important part of your relationship. It, it, well, Mark was nodding his head, so I'm wondering, do you no, miss the, when he talked about no, the cuddling no, card? Do you miss Actually, the that's a great point. We yeah. actually do have that intimacy at night. I will go into her room or she'll come in my room. She'll come down into my room in the morning. So it's when we're, it's time to go to sleep, we go to sleep. Look, sleeping with each other is one of the only things that you exclusively do with your significant other. And if you take that away, then I think it takes away a lot of that exclusivity. And Oprah, 
If somebody is out there designing homes with two master bedrooms on purpose, then somewhere a village is missing their idiot because that is not <laughs> a good thing to do. Thank you, guys. Thank you. A little white lie that I tell my daughter is that if she doesn't buckle her seatbelt, we're all going to get arrested, including the baby. I tell my daughter during bath time that if she drinks the water, her hair will fall out. It sounds so bad. <laughs> when I'm walking down the street with my son, we're stopped at a crosswalk, and he pushes the crosswalk button over and over. I tell him, you push that one more time, and the entire city will face a blackout. I noticed my 10-year-old slouching, so I told her that she needed to stand up straight because if she didn't, her boobs would never come out. That's a first. I never heard of that before. Okay, normal or not, Dr. Phil, parents lying to their kids. Is that normal? Well, it is normal in that it's typical, and Robin and I lied to Jay and Jordan. I mean, every time a hamster died, we had to come up with some reason the hamster went to the farm, or we got a new hamster and he got a haircut. I mean, you, you, you tell them things to kind of ease them into the reality of life. So, I mean, it's normal. So, Dr. Phil, what do people lie about the most? Well, you know, it's interesting because men lie twice as much as women do. On average, men lie six times a day, Women lie three times a day. Well, what are they actually, lying about? What are they lying about well, I, nine times a day? I actually made a list. The, the, the top four things women lie about, number one, they say, I'm fine, there's nothing wrong. <laughs> that's not true. That's true. Number two. Okay, number that's two, great. You're right. Number two, they say, oh, this isn't new. I've had this old thing forever. You just have to <laughs> Number three, they say, oh, this was cheap. I got it on sale. <laughs> and number four. <laughs> and, and number four is I've got a headache. Now, men, th their number one lie is the same thing. Fine, nothing's wrong. Number two, this is my last drink. Number three is, no, that doesn't make you look fat. <laughs> <laughs> And their fourth lie is, hey, I'm on the way, when they're not even almost on the way. Yes, that is so true. I'm on the way. I'll be there in a minute. OK. OK, here's a big one. Have you ever hidden a food wrapper in the garbage so people don't know what you ate? Press one for yes or two for no. OK, let's see. How truthful are we? Yes. 67%, no, 33%. That's pretty, that's good. So if you're hiding food wrappers all the time, that means what, Phil? It's kind of like, you know, if you, if you hide the wrapper at the bottom of the trash, it's like, well, then I didn't eat it. I, I got a friend of mine, a guy that does that all the time. I mean, he, he says he's eating 1,000 calories a day. He blots out the sun, are you kidding me? I mean, he's, <laughs> he's lying to himself. <laughs> oh, okay. Summer. The best time of year usually doesn't come with a great deal. Soaring temperatures come with soaring prices. But what if there's another way? With IKEA, your summer plans can last longer than two weeks of vacation and be more affordable. Here, everyone can have lounge chair access, no reservations needed. From affordable outdoor furniture to stylish accessories, we have all the essentials you need to soak up summer in style, no matter the size of your space. Start planning a better summer with IKEA. It's your outdoor dreams inside your budget. 
Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes, has arrived in IMAX. This summer, one movie event will reign. It is our time. I stole my village. I know where they're taking your clan. Bend for your king. Never. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Now playing only in theaters. Rated PG-13. Some material may be inappropriate for children under 13. I know our next question is going to hit a nerve. It's football season. Time of year when millions of men ignore their wives. And here's what a typical Sunday looks like at Pam and Cliff's house in Los Angeles. My husband, Cliff, loves football. He loves the Pittsburgh Steelers. That's his favorite team. And he acts like he's a part of the team. Get ready for war. There's going to be a war. He only works out during football season because he feels like he has to stay in shape in order for the team to win. He watches so much football. He tapes the game. He watches the game and then watches the taped game and then watches all of that. A commentary all night long, and then throughout the week, he'll just watch the game over and over and over and over until the next week. No, no flag! No flag! That's it! On Sunday, it's all football all day long, and he has college friends, and they sit and they talk about each and every play. This is the defense, number one defense in the league. I will call you back, she. <laughs> Boom! That's it! That's it! I saw that myself! I saw it. Thank you, Ralph. Thank you! Thank you for confirming what I saw. Let's go Steeler Nation! Let's go Steeler Nation! I know that my son is one day is going to be a football fanatic just like his father because he's already mimicking him. There you go. We at Hines Field. Oprah, are we normal? Uh, you have to ask that question? <laughs> Before we talk to Pam and Cliff, let's take a poll. How many hours of football do you think should men watch per week? Hit one for zero, two for three hours, three for six hours, four for 12 hours or more. Okay, let's see what you all think is normal. Okay, zero, that's only 5%. Come on, guys. You get, you get, women, let's give the guys a break, okay? <laughs> three hours, 42%, yeah. Six hours, six hours, 50%. Six hours? <laughs> 12 hours plus only 3% of people agree that that's normal. So how many hours would you say you're putting in? About 40 to 50. Woo! <laughs> what? <laughs> All right, Phil, go have at it. Have at it, Okay. Phil. All right, listen, I probably should recuse myself because I'm a huge football fan. I played in grade school, junior high, high school, and college. But, buddy, I can't even throw you a rope 42 <laughs> hours a week. That is a full-time job. That, that is. is a full-time job. That is. That is. So you're asking the question, are you normal? You must know you're not, right? You know that this isn't normal. I think it's... No, I don't think it's normal. You don't think it's, it's, it's okay. excessive. What really matters, and I think your wife will tell you this, that the important thing is when that game is over, do you go look her in the eye, contact, and say, what would you like to do? How can I spend some quality <laughs> time with you? Because if you're doing that, she's not going to care whether you're watching football or whether you're not. <laughs> That's very good, Phil. Hey, Phil, you're good. You're good. <laughs> According to a USA Today online poll, the normal American man watches three to six hours of football per week. That's what, so you're off the charts. Yeah, you're <laughs> off the charts. So thanks, guys.
fun. One of the most talked about shows we've ever done is when we learned from Dr. Oz that having S-shaped poop is normal. <laughs> that was life-changing for me. <laughs> He's the man who got America to look in their toilets. Uh, come on out here, Dr. Oz! Oh, 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 oh. Now, you know, since we did that show, we, and we learned then that it was normal that everybody looks at their poop. I know, it, it shocked folks, but folks audit themselves. They want to know, they're curious. Okay, so let's talk about what's normal with health and hygiene, starting with how often do you pick your nose? Yes. Okay, press one for once a week, two for once a day, three for once an hour, four for several times an hour. Oh. Okay. Once a week, 34%. 56% say once a day. Once an hour, 7%. Several times an hour, only 3%. Okay? And the real answer is, let's see what's normal. What do you say about that, Dr. Ross? It's five times an hour. <laughs> this has been studied. Folks have done this work. You think about it. I'm not talking about going in deep. I'm talking about just going to your nose. But this has been studied. Doctors... Talking, but not talking about like a full on. Right, right, right. Yeah, yeah. Not trying to touch your brain. We're just trying to. Yeah. But this has been studied. Doctors, look at this. You know why it's important to us? Why? Because this table in front of me, this chair, if someone sneezed on this two hours ago, maybe even six hours ago, the virus is on there, it could still be alive. So if I were to touch that chair and then go to my nose, my nose is a petri dish. Nice, moist mucous membranes. Oh. And then we begin to colonize stuff. And so what we're really talking about is keeping your hands clean. Yes. Because if you're... No, to do that, and then people go shake your hand. Exactly. <laughs> Think about that. Little boogers on there. <laughs> go ahead. <laughs> and so at the end of the day, it's just a matter of being smart about the reality of what we unconsciously do to groom ourselves. Okay. After you blow your nose, do you look in the tissue? Uh, <laughs> one for yes, two for no. Audience results. Right. 74%. Thank you, audience. Why do you do that? Yeah. Okay, question. Do you brush your teeth before you go to bed? Mm. One, always. Two, sometimes. And three, never. Wow. That's actually pretty close to the national average. 43% of women, of women say they don't brush their teeth before they go to bed at night. At nighttime, when you go into bed, the bacteria just love that because your mouth dries out. Mm -hmm. They start to invade into the teeth. And I'm not worried about cavities. I'm worried about gingivitis which is the number one cause of tooth loss, but it also, unfortunately, is a major driver of heart attacks, of strokes, all, because your body's creating a civil war inside your mouth because you didn't go in there with the scrubbing police and clean it out. So two minutes is how long you should brush your teeth. Mm -hmm. Make a game out of it, put your favorite tune on, dance around, make it happen. If you flush your teeth and it bleeds three times in a row, you probably have gingivitis. Really? Take care of it. Okay. The average male, and you probably already know this, has 14 episodes of passing gas a day. <laughs> Guess what it is for women? What? 14. Now, what does that mean? That means I've already passed gas a day, and so have you, and so is our hostess. <laughs> right. Well, this is what I want to know. 
because I can ask you this, because uh, you know everything. Why does gas smell when it passes? Oh, that's a really cool answer. Okay. So they're sulfates in your, <laughs> no, they're, they're chemicals that you break down. Yes. And only about 5% of what you pass really has an odor if you eat normal foods. Okay. So people have a lot of fiber. Yeah, because some of... gas smells worse yeah. than others. And fiber, for example, yes. when it's broken down, which it will, that's why if you're gonna have 30 grams of fiber, which you auto, yeah. uh, you try to do it all at once, you're gonna have a lot of gas and a lot of bloating, but it won't smell. But if you eat stuff that's not so good for you, it mm -hmm. creates all kinds of smells. I mean, meats often do it. You know, some other foods, synthetic foods, packaged products, they have chemicals in them. And your intestinal flora, the bacteria digest that food. Uh -huh. you know, the, the waste product of the bacteria is gas. And that's what you're passing out. And it doesn't smell so hot. It doesn't smell so hot. OK, this next question sparked a big discussion in our office. Do you sleep with underwear on or off? Underwear on or off? On 55? Oh, very 45% are off. That's interesting. You know, we don't have a lot of scientific data behind this, but I'll tell you three reasons why you ought to do it. You know, first off... Ought to do on or off? You ought to take the underpants off when you go to bed. Sleep without, you know, go natural. First off, you don't want it to be so moist down there. Right? Let it dry out a little bit. Secondly, that underpants can abrade on your skin a little bit, uh -huh. which can cause pimples. You don't want that. And the third reason is I was paying attention earlier on when you are talking about how many of the women in here it's been a long time since you've been intimate. <laughs> you know, 42%. That's just one more barrier between you and success. Get it out of the bedroom. It's true. Oh, OK, that's good. Sex, do you sit on public toilets without the protective paper cover? I wonder if guys do. Oh, why is, well, guys stand half the time. Yeah. And when they're sitting, they generally don't care. They don't care. No. OK. But isn't, I just saw something the other day that said, of, the, of a public bathroom, the toilet is usually the cleanest space. You're absolutely right. Here, yes. First of all, here's the broad deal. If someone comes home and says, yeah, you know, I got sexually transmitted disease, I got it from a toilet seat. Eh, not what happens. No, no. It's not what happens. No. But, but it is very true that the toilet seat is actually one of the cleaner places. I'll tell you what you shouldn't touch if you're working in an office, the public phones. Really? Yeah, because who cleans them? Yes. <laughs> Someone's true. job is to go into the toilet and clean the toilet seat off. Yes. In a hospital, never touch the remote control. Right, probably shouldn't touch it at home either without cleaning it, because who's cleaning the remote control? You're picking your nose five times an hour, right? <laughs> You're popping zits. You got all that stuff in, in the little nooks and crevices and that right. thing. No one cleans it off. So right. we got a lot of bit more bigger problems than toilet seats. But okay, so in the bathroom, it's you know, and even when leaving the bathroom, it's the towel thing. People, a lot of people who don't wash their hands, they've got the towel, you know, for the the paper, and then going out the door. So if they don't the wash their hands, I'll, their door is filthy. I'll go through my routine. Yeah, so I go out like no, this. No, you got to start before that. <laughs> yeah. The first thing is, when you flush the toilet, there's a plume of fecal material that comes out of the water. It gets on your toothbrushes and everything else. So the first thing you do is you close the lid. And if you're in a public place, use your feet, kick shot, and, and flush the thing. Then okay. you walk out. Wash your hands, obviously, for the yes. rest of the state. And then you use that same towel that you dry your hands with to open the door as you walk out of the public bathroom. Oh, very good. Very go like good. This. OK, because I'm doing like this, <laughs> trying to get out the door. That's fantastic. The British hotel chain Travel Lodge recently revealed a very surprising statistic. One in four men travel with a stuffed animal. Scott Hardy says it is perfectly normal because he and his traveling companion, Barkley, the stuffed beagle, join us from uh, their home in Phoenix. Scott? Hi, Oprah. How are you? And that is Barkley. That is Barkley, yes. He's been all over the world with me. And My I... wife gave him to me years ago. Your wife gave him to you years ago? 
That's correct. I'm always cruising around the world and seeing different clients that I was out of town. And she said, you know, you need to have something that can, that you can remember me by. When I'm home, my daughter or my two-year-old daughter will pick them up and play with them and squeeze them and hug them and kiss them. And so it's just a nice, real direct connection back home to my family. I think that's sweet. I think that is sweet. I never heard of it before this minute. But <laughs> well, what do your friends say to you about this? No, I actually take them on my annual guys trip last, uh, last, year, last summer to Mexico. And so there's a bunch of us. We've got a beautiful house on the beach. And then some guys walk in the bedroom. And it's like, but what's that dog doing on the end? <laughs> oh, it's OK. And in terms, actually, one of my buddies came out and said, hey, I've got a stuffed dog I travel with, too. <laughs> I, think, I think that one in four really works out. I think it does, too. So thank you for sharing that, because I did not know that, Scott. Thank you and Barclay. So this is one I can relate to. Kathy is wondering if her close relationship with her dog, Max, is normal. Take a look. Thursday, 9.58 a.m. My name is Kathy, and I leave messages on our answering machine for my dog, Max. I'm going to be home a little bit. I'm just getting my nails done. I've had a cure of manager. Yesterday, I was at the Botanic Gardens, and I thought of Max, home by himself, as I was looking at all the ducks and the geese swimming in the pond. It is so gorgeous. My husband just says, you're not normal. That's not normal, Kathy. Okay, all right. First, let's find out what the audience thinks of Kathy's situation. Is it normal for pet owners to treat their animals like humans? Hit one for yes, two for no. So you're not answering specifically as to whether it's normal to leave phone messages. <laughs> it's, is it normal for people to treat their pets like humans? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd have to do they're like members of the family, okay? So one survey we found says 94% of people speak to their pets as though they are human. But I've never heard of anybody leaving phone messages. We had another dog that passed away, so he's by himself all day. Uh -huh. And I think it's kind of a uh -huh. soothing thing for him. Yeah, I think Max needs another dog. <laughs> as a matter of fact, you know, I have five dogs now, and I love my dogs. My dogs are like family yeah. members. You, you need another dog. A dog should not be at home by himself all day. Yeah. Yeah, go get, get a, a shelter dog. You should take Max to the shelter and let Max choose who Good. he really would like to yeah, I think that'd spend be great. time with. A recent poll in Glamour magazine finds that 56% of women sleep totally naked. 56 sleep totally naked. And Cherie from uh, Chesapeake, uh, Virginia, might need to start keeping her shade shut after what she's about to reveal. Take a peek at this. Hi, my name is Cherie. And every day after I get my kids off to school, I clean my house. I've been cleaning my house the exact same way for over 17 years. <laughs> I love cleaning naked because it makes me feel sexy. I like the freedom. You ever had your favorite shirt and you are cleaning and you get that bleach stain on it. Disaster. It's easier to clean without anything on. But one day I came home from work early and basically found her scrubbing the house away. It was kind of a shock. It's an extra bonus for me. Uh, I use every opportunity I can to come home for lunch. Cleaning's not fun. 
but vacuuming, mopping, dusting, nude, puts a smile on my face. It makes me happy. So I'm wondering, Oprah, if I clean my house naked all the time, is this normal? Stand up, stand up. That's great. So how long have you been doing this? A little over 17 years. Really? Mm-hmm. But like you would be like naked around the house all day long? No, not all day long. The kids go to school. Mm -hmm. And then I work my way around cleaning up the breakfast, you know, the messes in the house. Naked? No, not yet, not so yet. Dishes, nope. not naked? Nope, no dishes, yeah. Okay. And then I clean everything up and I do my load of laundry. And uh -huh. then the one I have one goes into the washing machine. And then I can finish everything else in the house. That way when the laundry is done, I don't have one dirty outfit in the basket. You ever washed all your laundry and the only thing in your basket is what you just had on? So you feel like you didn't I'm okay it. with that. <laughs> I'm okay with that. But you know, I, I, that's why I love talking to y'all every day. <laughs> you get to hear about new experiences and obviously you're okay with that. Absolutely. I, <laughs> I, I can't tell you how much uh, I've actually saved coming home for lunch. Uh, really? Just for the extra surprise. Just for the extra surprise. Okay. So let's see if anyone else here has ever done household chores in the nude. Thank you very much for Thank sharing you. that. Ever done household chores in the nude? Press one for always, two for sometimes, three for never, never, never. <laughs> never, ever, ever won't. <laughs> Not a chance in hell. <laughs> for number three, okay? Okay, 3% for always, 20% for sometimes. Hey, hey, people. <laughs> and 77% for never. See, the world is, that's why it's America, people. So we found out that 90%, 90%, that's a pretty high number, of people sing while driving. Do you all agree with that? Sing while driving. I said I would never do it again, but Gail and I recently hit the road. Uh, it's not a full-on road trip. It was a camping trip. We went to Yosemite National Park to go camping. Overnight, Gail and I cooked over a fire, rode a mule, and even went fly fishing. And even though I have complained about Gail singing in the car, because it's, it's constant, I could not resist when Kenny Rogers came on. I love this song. The wind to hold them. The wind to fold them. The wind to walk away. The wind to run. When you're sitting at the table, there'll be time enough for counting. When the dealing's done, you got to know when to hold them. Thank you, Kenny Rogers. Even I sing in the car occasionally. I'm a part of that 90%. And one final answer. The most Google word on the internet is, what do you think it is? It's love. It's love. Bye, everybody. I'm Oprah Winfrey, and you've been listening to The Oprah Winfrey Show, the podcast. If you haven't yet, go to Apple Podcasts and subscribe, rate, and review this podcast. Join me next week for another Oprah show, The Podcast. And I thank you for listening. 
there's a moment you realize you're ready for what's next in your career. Maybe it's when you're trying a new scone recipe and think, I could open a cafe. Or maybe you're helping a coworker and say, I could teach a course on this. Whatever your moment is, it's never too early to plan for a career that lives longer. That's why the younger you are, the more you need AARP. For skills training, resume tips, and job listings, visit aarp.org work. From muddy jungle paths to snowy trails to rolling sand dunes, the 2024 Nissan Pathfinder is ready to take you to some of the most phenomenal destinations on Earth. In a Pathfinder, it's more than just the arrival. The real excitement comes from the ride to get there. With seven drive modes, Pathfinder's available intelligent four-wheel drive is built for some of the most epic journeys. So chase bigger, better, more exciting adventures in the 2024 Nissan Pathfinder. Intelligent four-wheel drive cannot prevent collisions or provide enhanced traction in all conditions. Always monitor traffic and weather conditions.